wrestling fans. It's your boys, Josh and Lucky, back for another edition of Sharpshooters and Stunners. Uh, what's Ooh. going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. You know, living the dream. <sighs> fucking trying to be a Rolex wearing fucking dude, you know? Yeah, I get the. I, I wear the, them knockoffs. Yeah, I, I just wear my Apple Watch. <laughs> the uh, so I I wanted to do something. I think for the most part, aside from a little bit the dynamite had last week, the uh, wrestling scene had a little bit more news than the uh, than the shows had. Like anything newsworthy to report, like Raw. Raw didn't have really anything that happened that's noteworthy. I mean, and that's tough to do because your three biggest matches. From that show, half of the equation aren't even weren't even on the show and mm-hmm. haven't been on the show. So it's yep. hard to it's hard to do anything. Those that those guys that are doing that shit on their own, like I know AJ's supposed to be there uh, this coming Monday, but like it, that's a that's a tough ask. Like I know they used to do it a lot with Taker and shit, but to do it with three three halves of a of a of matches is yeah. ridiculous. Is, especially when it's fucking manias 12 days away. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I mean, you know, Raw was what it was. Raw never has like bad like shows, like wrestling matches. Like, but like, it's it's like they don't have like the, the this past Monday with not having half of their fucking guys there. It's like, why, why are we even having Raw? At that yeah, point. Dude, the problem I have with Raw, man, is is this is the problem I've always had with it. Since they went to the three-hour block, it seems like they just fucking like, hey, it feels, it feels like it's Bozo the Clown all over again, remember? Mm-hmm. And like, hey, or, or the gobbledygook, or the fuck. Like, hey, go out there and fill this fucking five minutes. No, fucking, like, that's why I record everything, and I just fast-forward through everything I don't fucking like. That yeah, right. I mean, I get it. It's hard to it's hard to turn down that kind of money for three hours because I mean they got an extra what it was like an extra hundred million to do an extra mm-hmm. hour. Yeah, and with with very little cost to them because mm-hmm. I from what I I understand the cost is to do an extra hour is very minimal. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I mean, it's yeah. So I mean, I get it from a financial point, but. And I don't think, I, unless USA says, nah, we should probably go back to two hours. It's it's yeah. probably going to be like this forever. Yeah. No, it probably will. I mean, unless something like drastic happens. Fox will never go to three hours. No. No. <laughs> no. But they're giving a shit ton of money for two hours, so. I mean, SmackDown's the best thing WWE's got right now. Yeah, but, but that makes me think, like... Raw was the number one for all those years. Now I think I feel like Vince, especially with in the last year and a half with Roman, it's kind of it's kind of taken the majority of his focus. Dude, Roman's being a great heel. Like I hate him, and and oh, and that's why. I mean, like it's it's it makes me a great wrestling fan when I'm like, man, this dude's so fucking good that I hate his gut. See, the thing I love about that character is he's playing like. He's playing a chicken shit heel a lot of the times when you know he doesn't need to be a chicken shit heel. Yeah. Like, this is the first time I can remember a Samoan playing a chicken shit heel, and it's fucking phenomenal. Oh, yeah. All day. Yeah. It's, yeah, it works well. I mean, he just, 
Man, he he, he took some molding because he, he had to grow on me, bro. Because uh, he reminds me of this generation's John Cena. That's my TED talk today. <laughs> like I think I think I think Stone Cold was our generation's fucking was 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 the was the guy that started everything and then john cena came over and took it over and that was that generation's fucking stone cold and then roman is like this generation's stone cold and cena yeah i think i think each generation because if you notice like i i use like hulk hogan as an example of this like hulk hogan didn't like he was crammed down everybody's throats in the 80s like i don't know you i mean you said you you said you didn't really start watching wrestling till like mid 90s but like i remember fucking hogan had cartoons he was everywhere i'm one of the oh. i'm one of the 800 fans in the world of no holds barred Love no i movie. i do remember that i okay. i didn't start watching wrestling until 95 but i do know i know yeah. i knew because my dad used to watch houston wrestling at the coliseum back in the day and hogan would come through and 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 like fucking it was it was it was a great time, man. Like I knew who Hogan was before before like he went to WCW and all that. And then so I mean Hogan started they they put the rocket to him in like eighty in eighty four. Fans didn't start getting really sick of him till probably around late ninety one, ninety two, somewhere around there. So I mean he had eight years. That was back when you know they didn't have the reach they do now. Yeah. They weren't putting out as much content. Um, they didn't have Hogan. Hogan wasn't on TV every week on the syndicated shows. Yeah. You know, he was basically, you know, he was going to the house shows, making the loop, but he was, you know, mainly pay-per-views and he would, every two, three weeks he would go on the syndicated shows. So, um, it, that kind of changed where I don't think you really saw that with Austin, but he got hurt so often he went out so often that I feel like that kind of benefited his popularity. Yeah. I feel like I mean, if he was there every week, we'd be, we'd have a different discussion where, you know, if he was healthy, probably around 99, 2000, he probably, they fans might've got sick with him. Cause he was on everything. I remember they used to sell, uh, and my mom, my parents bought this for me back in the day. This fucking alarm that you used to put on your book, you could put on your bookshelf. That if anybody that was motion activated, you uh, somebody walked through your door and started yelling out Stone Cold isms. Yeah, you know. So I, I think you started seeing that more because we did see that with the Rock. The Rocks, they, the Rock was the the second to Austin. He didn't have that. He wasn't injured all the time he was there every week so uh it wasn't until he started doing movies and even then he fans were still getting sick of him so i think the rock was the first indication of that with so much content being out there and being on shows week after week yep no i remember uh yeah exactly i know you want to put your best guys out there but sometimes too much exposure especially especially on a baby face too much exposure could be the kiss people, of death, and I definitely yeah. think Roman was at. But also at the same time, the fans were the ones that, if you remember, the fans were the ones that chose him. If you remember back to what was it, uh, the 2014 Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. they gave him the Diesel treatment, and the fans were all for it. Yeah, yeah, I remember. So, at the end of the day, the fans have no one to blame but themselves. <laughs> yeah, Ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, I could, yeah, I totally agree with that. 
I'm able to see past that stuff. I try to think of, I try to look at wrestling from a standpoint of when I looked at it when I was a kid. Now, obviously, I, I, I do go on the, you know, your internet websites and stuff like that and, and look at the shit, but I don't, I don't go into watching wrestling just to, just to critique it. Like I will critique it, but it's not like if it's, if it's real shitty, I'm going to, I'm not going to be the first one to go online and say I'm done with WWE. Yeah, no, I, that's me. I, I like to watch wrestling for like, cause I'm a fucking, I love wrestling and yeah. I don't like, you know, like, like, you know how we met, man. Some of those threads, man, they get wild. Like, yeah. like, they say like, people to say I'm done with WWE are the first ones to comment the next week. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Like, like fucking like, oh, yeah, WWE's trash. Go watch AEW. And I'm like, and then you bring up like bad points to AEW and they're like, that's not true. I'm like, bro, get off the gas. Yeah, if, if Vince did that, you would be all up in his shit. Yeah, he would. He'd be like, "Oh, Vinnie Max, old dude." Yeah, man, but no, he, he, yeah, he's the reason why he fucking he runs a multi-billion-dollar company, and they're still fucking making profits. Yeah, but yeah, Raw Raw didn't have a whole lot going for it. Um, I do, I do enjoy this new Damian Priest, the the heel Damian Priest, though. Like I, f- I feel like heel Damian Priest. I just wish, like, if they're gonna build him up to be the big, the big heel on that show, like they got, he's got nobody to really. There's no baby face on Raw, really. That there's kid. not. Did they put the belt on Finn? Yeah, he's got the U.S. Does he? Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I saw he's gonna lose it at Mania though. To yeah. Priest. Yeah, he is more than likely. Yeah, but that's gonna be that's gonna be a hell of a match. I man. You think you think the demon shows up? Maybe, but I don't. I don't know. I think I, I don't think know. I mean, we, we, we're we're twelve days from Mania right now as of this recording, and and I don't think I don't think there's enough. Like, I don't. The demon used to be special to me, mm-hmm. and then uh, who was it? He faced the fiend. Did he face the fiend? Who that was the one. That was the one with the turnbuckles blew off. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> no, that was Roman. That was Roman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I didn't mind. I, w- I would not have minded the demon losing if they did a different finish than that. Like yeah. a- almost anything else, because it it's one of those things that was never explained. Like, how do we get out of this to make to make the demon don't so the demon doesn't look like a fucking bitch? You know, I don't yeah. know. That was that's that's the that's the one critique I have. All in all, until the last two minutes of that match, it was a phenomenal match. Yeah, it was a great match. It was it was it was a damn good match. Like I just, yeah, absolutely. Roman Roman does Roman Roman's got Mike skills and he's he's a freaking great. He's a great ring general. Like he he can he can read the crowd like like really fucking good now. It's mm-hmm. nice. Ah, so dynamite. See, I was I'm a little different than you. Dynamite to me, like I was really looking forward to the, the Hardys coming out until they came out, and then I'm like, oh, God, these guys are moving like they are old. Well, that's because they're not hopped up on fucking pills now again. They, they. I mean, I, I was looking at them. I was like, you know, the Rock and Roll Express comes out moving better than these guys do. Right now, it's there. There comes a time, like Taker said, man. It comes a time you just gotta you gotta sit back and and think and be like, man, I just gotta hang it up, hang up them boots because you know I love to see them. I do, but you know, 
Yeah, it's... Jeff also made comments about the leaving in the middle of that match in December was the smartest decision he made. Yeah, we talked about that uh, yeah. off, off air, and, and you brought up a good point, man. That's There's a lot of legal shit that comes on in the background that, that he could get fucking put in a civil lawsuit for for that, you know? Like, yeah. I had, it's the same thing. Like I, I, I'm a different, I'm a different kind of person. You know, I was always taught you signed a contract, you finish that contract till the end. Yeah. Right. That's, that was me too growing up. I, uh, so like I, I even had the same issues with like, with like with punk in 14, like he just, with him just walking out and shit, like I get behind the scenes stuff and like, I, but it's like, you're still getting, you're still under contract. You still have dates. You're not fulfilling your contract. It, to my knowledge, it's, it seems like, I I don't think he ever really asked for a release no, until he then. Left. He just left. Yeah. You know, is. it's it's one of those things where I'm like, man, like, I, I get it. These guys probably aren't worried about having my respect a whole lot, but it. It really it sours me from a business standpoint because you're openly you're openly doing stuff like that. If if I'm a if I'm a real businessman like running like a an indie an indie promotion and I'm really trying to build up that business, am I going to put trust in you know Jeff Hardy? You know now on an indie booking, if he doesn't like what I have to say, that he's just going to walk out in the middle of a match. Yeah, it's I I completely agree. Like. If these dudes didn't have their name, like if it was like, say, fucking, I was a Joe Blow and I walked in and said, like, "Hey, man, fucking, I don't want to fucking do this." And oh, they've the been crucified. Match. Yeah, exactly. Crucified. Dude. And then, and and the internet wrestling fans would, if if they were if they were a guy who's been in the business for like a year and a half, the internet internet wrestling community would have just crucified this guy about having no respect for the business and shit like that. Yep. Absolutely agreed. So I. It was that match was what it was. Like I have a really hard time. It's not like it was a bad match, but you could tell the years and the punishment have wear are, are wearing on the Hardys. Especially Matt. It seems like every year his his legs get more fucking bow legged. Like like I can pro- yeah. I can I can I can shoot an arrow with those legs at this point. Yeah, man. He looks like a fucking old school cowboy. Man, I don't know if you've seen the Houston livestock show and rodeos. Uh, symbol. Yeah, but the H is the Cowboys bow legged. Yeah, that's what it looks like <laughs> to me. Uh, it doesn't help that he's lo- he's he's been going bald the last few years. So yeah, yeah. He put on he he keeps putting on that spray that spray black in his head so it doesn't show all of his scalp <laughs> like that. Right. And I, man, I love the Hardys. I was a huge Hardy guy growing up. Like I, I was even a big Jeff Jeff Hardy. I've so I said it on a podcast. I'm a my. Favorite wrestling wrestler Shawn Michaels growing up, and Jeff was probably the closest person I've seen to popular who can who can come out there and perform at a high level and consistently give you great matches. Yeah, Jeff Hardy was that guy. Yep, I really don't want to remember him like that. So yeah, I, mean, I hope it, I hope he can get better. I hope they can get better with like without the without the drugs and shit, but. No, I'm sure they can. I think I'm pretty sure they fucking switched to kratom, which is a great, yeah, a great fucking like natural. Yeah, it's like ibuprofen for plants. Um, uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, did you hear the rumors that fucking WWE wanted Jeff and Matt to go into the the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah, 
here here's here's my take on that. Like I know if you watch the um Broken Skull sessions with uh Jeff Hardy, he talked about having some creative ideas and shit uh and feeling comfortable enough to take them forward. That's that's really never been his gig. So I wonder I'm wondering if he took put forward that creative that whatever creative he had and was shot down and just didn't like push for it as hard as like Matt would have. Cause he, he said it on that show. Matt was always the, the pitch guy, you know? Yeah. So man, Matt seems like he's that guy that could probably be a dirty car salesman and talking somebody into something they really didn't want to do. I don't think Jeff <laughs> right. really has the chops to do that. So I'm wondering if like, and, and it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Like I kind of, I kind of feel for the guy cause he's never put himself out there like that before. But at the same time, he it may it maybe the creative wasn't that good. You know, we don't know. Yeah, we're never gonna know like the true behind the scenes what what goes on like behind the whole like. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was doing fine. I mean, granted, I mean he was on main event a couple nights, and we all know that's like the impending doom for everybody. But at the same time, like he's he's 45 years old and he's not the jeff hardy of of younger years yeah so you know his position even even uh aj styles at this point in his career is doing more for the younger talents than he is to pat his own pat his own uh career you know i mean aj styles has done it all yeah I mean, AJ, AJ, I know AJ does have that WrestleMania match with Edge and shit, and that's going to be a phenomenal match. That might be the, the match that steals the show, in my opinion. But if, if, if Edge, if Edge can, yeah, I, if Edge can get fucking pulling that tank and if, if Edge gives us the, uh, the Randy Orton match that he gave us when we, the, like he first, first came back, I, I think, I think it'll be a great match. It, yeah. I, I know for the last year, he's kind of been playing. You know that the trainer for Omos yeah. and stuff, and and you know he's done it without bitching. He even signed a, signed a brand new deal and shit with it. So I mean, at that point, I don't know if Jeff might feel like he had more in the tank than he probably he probably feels like he's got more in the tank than WWE thought he had. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean everybody does until you, you know, it just. The uh the opening on uh, Dynamite I thought was really good with uh Jericho. I still fucking hate that name. Still oh, fucking the, hate the Jericho that. Appreciation Society. Yeah, still hate yeah, that name. And, like I, I get it. Like he's going back to being that like real egotistical. Like he wants to make it. He's got he's he's surrounding himself with all these guys that he just wants to have. Tell him he's doing a great job. He's phenomenal. He's the greatest of all time. But at the same time, that's a fucking weak ass name. Still cutting great promos. <clears throat> Jake Hager should probably not get on the mic anymore. No. There's a reason why fucking what's his name? Um Jeb Taylor, I think. Or who was that? Was his manager while he was in WWE? <clears throat> oh, um mm, Fuck, I just read an article. Fuck okay. Oh, it'll come to me later. I, I, honestly, the other guys in that in that group cut a pretty decent promo. It wasn't. It was pretty, pretty solid. I like how. Uh, I don't. I don't know too much about two point or the former two but I, I haven't seen a whole lot. I know they were big up here in the 
uh, Ohio wrestling scene uh, in the around this area in Pittsburgh. So um, I don't know a great deal about them, but I know they're pretty pretty. Uh, they they have like a almost like a Doug Furnace, Philip Lafon back from the '90s kind of kind of feel to them. But they taking it to a next level, and they have Mike skills on like those guys. So. Yeah. Um, the rest of the, the to me, it, nothing really picked up on that on that night until I, we. I told you this, man. I like I like Hangman Page. I I don't think he's world champion. Like yeah, he I mean, does, he, he's not coming across as world champion. Yeah, I've, I've already voiced my like. I I think you brought up a good point with how when when Jericho and him went at it for the belt for the first first champ AEW world champion. And they put it on Jericho because of the namesake. Mm-hmm. I think that was that was the point they should have they should have trusted Hangman and said let's fucking run with it, you know. Yeah, I, th- I feel like if they would have built Hangman up, like he still still give Jericho that run with the title, but build Hangman up over that year, and instead of Moxley beating him, have Hangman do it. I think yeah. I think that is when because I feel like that is when Hangman was at his peak. Yeah, I I think I think like after Hangman lost, man, he just fell off. What they did that beer angle with the Young Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he yeah, like dude, look, it gave me great memes. <laughs> but what what are what, what's that going to do for you later on? Right, like like oh uh, hey man, uh, you remember that guy Hangman Page? Yeah, man, uh, he was going to be champion, wasn't? Yeah, well, one thing he got out of that was memes. Yeah, you know, like I like I said, I feel like I feel like that his his reign has been snake bit from the beginning. Like when he came out and started challenging, I was like, all right. And then they stuck him with the Dark Order, and I'm like, what? Is yeah, it, it doesn't fit his persona at all. No. Uh, so like I, I I feel like Adam Cole is probably gonna win the title from him this summer, God. this spring in May. Man, I fucking love Adam Cole. Oh, he's he's great. <laughs> he's a Pittsburgh guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. I just know he's fucking a phenomenal fucking like his fucking thing. Like I just love it. Like, him and fucking, him and Britt Baker from Pittsburgh. That's cool, man. I, that's fucking badass. Like I, I just I love Adam Cole. Like I, I got I got so I got so frustrated with like the old school guys going. Man, Adam Cole's just really really small. And I was like, he he does look. I mean, but. I've I've never been I've never been one that thought the size really matter in wrestling. Like some of the toughest guys I've ever met, fucking smaller than me. You know, I I don't know. I think I just love Adam Cole. I love the I love the whole angle they're doing with him, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks right now. Yeah, fucking just strap a rocket to him and let him go. Yeah, I think he's gonna be the guy. But a lot better. Letting letting Adam Cole go is one of those things where I'm like, really, really, Vince. Like you wanted to make him a manager. Yeah, it's one of the seasons. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, the next match uh, was Wardlow and Scorpio Sky. Wardlow's really <laughs> growing on me, man. He's gonna be the guy at some point. He 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 went from like. I just do this to man. I'm a fucking just wreck everybody. I'm like, holy shit, man, where'd this come from? Wardlow's a Pittsburgh guy too. Of course he is. Man, he's like, he, and he's doing simple stuff, but he's ma- doing it with such impact and force that it is impressive. Yep. 
I agree. Yeah, I, and obviously they show that they're going to they're going to move forward. The problem, I, I feel like they're going to do like a build up to him getting the MJF now at this point. Like the first one is he's going to go through Sean Spears to get to MJF. Dude, I, I totally forgot Sean Spears was in AEW until yeah, the so other did, night. So did everybody. Like, I was like, oh, shit. So did everybody. I know they really tried, really tried to get him over with that chair shot to Cody and then putting him with Tully. But, man, he I feel like the WWE probably made the right decision with Sean Spears. And I think he, I think he's a solid in-ring performer. He just doesn't have a personality that on screen that really matches. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that like big time star like move set either. Like he's a pretty basic guy in the ring too, but I'm not saying he's not a bad performer. I'm just saying like, he's not, he's not, he's no, he's no Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, you know? No. Yeah. He's no, I think he's a mid card at best. Probably low mid card, honestly. Uh, so the main event of dynamite was steel cage match. I thought this was I thought this was phenomenal until the last like five minutes. The 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 match had me like I'm sitting there at work watching this and I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. And then they do the thumbtack spot and I feel like they're not selling the thumbtacks as much as they should. Do you see some douchebag go go on there and say that the they were fake thumbtacks? Bullshit! How you fake thumbtacks, bro? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, let me go, let me go like tinfoil, you know, tinfoil. No, fucker. No, it was fucking, who called it? I fucking called the thumbtack spot. Fucking, oh, it was so nice. I loved it. Dude, I love, that, I love seeing females going fucking above and beyond what they fucking, what you're used to with them. That chair spot where they had the chairs stacked up, and it was, it was, it was Brit that took that bump, right? Yeah, it was Brit that took that bump. That look, that's, that, that's a no-go for me, dude. I got way too much body weight. That could have went really wrong. Right. I feel like a female is the only one who could do that spot. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, like, hey, man, uh, we gonna we gonna, we gonna go home now. Why? Well, because there's a chair leg sticking out your side. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I fucking like like I was flipping back and forth channels that night live, and I was like, do do do, and then that fucking cage match came on, and I was like, yeah, I was glued to my fucking screen. My daughter was like, what are you doing, Dad? I'm like, I'm fixing to watch these two females go at it. And she's like, he's like, oh, and then like the fucking, it, it started getting a little brutal. And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna go to my room and play with my dolls. I was like, yeah, it's a good idea, but it was a great fucking match. <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like the women in wrestling get more color now than the men do. Yeah. I also feel like the women are still trying to prove themselves, which is great. You should always yeah. try to, everybody should always try to prove themselves and go above and beyond with their, their comfort, of course. But yeah, it was a fucking phenomenal match. Yeah, they... Yeah, I, like I said, it had me until like the last like five minutes. The I felt I felt like the thumbtacks weren't not that the thumbtacks weren't getting sold like what they did, but they didn't make it. They they weren't selling it as like a brutal. Because I'm just imagining me going in the thumbtacks, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna squeal, squeal like a bitch. <laughs> and then, did you see the ref? Yeah, the pictures that she took afterwards. Yeah, she's like, don't count a pin in a fucking thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then I would have loved to seen like a visual of the thumbtacks in like Britt's hand when they were she right. was going for the the mandible. Yeah, that would have been that would have been, been great. Cool to see. That would have been a great spot. Yeah, zoom in. So I feel I feel like he kind of 
kind of miss a opportunity. Not that and I, I, now I'm just critiquing the critique, but all in all, it was it was a very 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 good match. Um, I almost think it was pay per view pay per view. Oh yeah, it it's probably what they should have did. I think I think they could have like because Thunder Rosa kind of we talked about that at the, on our last episode like. She kind of fell off, and they're like, "Oh, she gets a cage match now." And I'm like, "Yeah, I would have, I would have liked for them to, to make that on the next. Was it May? May's their next favorite. Yeah, All In is their next pay per view, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I would have loved to see that. I don't know. It, I, I, I don't. It might just be me, but I don't really have this a, a connection with Thunder Rosa right now. So it's kind of, I kind of feel like that's kind of AEW's issue right now is they keep putting titles on guys who you really don't have a personal yeah, connection with, with them yet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cause I have a connection with her Baker, but she's yeah. fucking yeah, great heel. Yes. Amazing. heel. Probably, like, probably she, in my opinion, if you had to pick like MJF might be number one and I would probably put, I would say Britt Baker might compete with the Miz for the number two spot. Yeah. Like, Fuck, I'd love to see Britt Baker just come in with some fucking, like, fucking dentist tools and just start pulling fake teeth. Yeah, that'd be great, dude. <laughs> that'd be fucking oh, great, God. dude. And you know what? The AEW fans are going to love that, but they're the same ones that fucking crucified WWE for doing the eye thing with Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Um... The biggest thing I have about, like, all the fucking, like, injuries they have now, like, before, you know, before the internet was fucking popular, like, the next the next week the guy came out and he was on crutches, like, damn, this dude actually got injured, you know? And now, like, you see pictures, like, two hours later and the guy's walking around with nothing fucking wrong with him. And I'm like, that's just me being an old school fan. Yeah. Um, I don't think, Rampage didn't have a lot going on. I read a, I did read a meme, though, that, uh said that, you know, Darby Allen's coffin drop would be a lot more devastating if you weighed 100 pounds more. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, SmackDown, SmackDown, in my opinion, I thought came off a lot better than Raw did. Um, great promo at the beginning with Roman Reigns. Oh, yeah. Dude, that was fire, man. Like, <clears throat> and, the, and then I own these out with the fucking like, door. Yeah. <clears throat> like... Like they've had, they. I mean, this is what the fucking fourth, fifth WrestleMania, fourth WrestleMania that they they're going to be main eventing. And how I I don't understand how I'm more invested in this than I was for any of the other ones. It's because we get fucking we get Cowboy Brock, bro. We get Brock just being Brock, just just being himself. This is where this is where I start like. Getting on the internet, wrestling fans who said the Vince is losing his touch because this is great shit that they're putting out with these two guys. Definitely the most compelling story that they have going on in WWE in terms of guys who are gonna who have been there every week. And Brock's been putting in the time too. Like I know he's still been in and out, but since this whole thing with Roman started, he's been there almost every week. Yeah, it's just like Edge, dude. Edge is there every week too. So great, great promo. At the beginning of it, I love I love Brock coming out with a fucking door. <laughs> God, this Brock Lesnar, like twenty years of Brock, I didn't think I like I. You would think that you're probably just gonna get the same Brock every every time. This is a different level Brock, and I love this Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I absolutely fucking agree, bro. To me, I don't think anything really anything else really happened the rest of that night. 
mm-hmm. noteworthy until uh, the end when uh, I get we had the Pat McAfee. I, l- I like how Pat McAfee's just stealing everybody's sh- material <laughs> when he's cutting promos, but he's still getting it over. <laughs> yeah, but you can talk. Yeah, you can. You can talk. I, I, I. Pat McAfee's definitely carrying this for me. I'm not a fan of Austin Theory. Yeah, I, I just don't. I'm not. I'm not connected with him. Nope, neither am at I. At this point. Um, I feel like they kind of paired him with Vince right out, right off the bat, like we're out of the blue, like we're, yeah. it, what there was no like build up to it. Um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that this helps him, and maybe he's, you know, he 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 gives he gets a great match out of Pat McAfee because he is he's a pretty solid performer in the ring. I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking Vince kind of has a uh, looks at him as his next like Shawn Michaels. I'm thinking. Like that's how Vince kind of thinks because he's got kind of got that same attitude, and Vince likes guys who have that defiant attitude that he used. Yeah. He says he used to have when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Nothing really happened the rest of that night until the uh, closer with Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. I'm not a fan of Ronda's promos, and people were crucifying this angle because they know they they feel like Ronda's gonna they don't they don't know where to go because they don't want Ronda to win but they don't like Charlotte oh Ronda's gonna win yeah definitely I guarantee you Ronda's gonna win they're gonna have her probably keep the belt <laughs> at SummerSlam if she doesn't drop it at SummerSlam she's gonna go all the way to Mania next year it's just gonna it better be her and Becky at Mania for both belts yeah I I don't I don't know I think um I think you think people are butt hurt because I don't. I don't know why people were so anti Charlotte all of a sudden. Like she was over in NXT, like super over. And probably because she, she got, got the, she started getting shoved down everybody's throat. I, exactly, I would expect John Cena treatment, dude. But she's also probably. I think you can argue now she might be the greatest female to ever do this now. Uh, I. I mean, I think you I, can argue as, it as of right now. I. I. I would agree. But I really hope somebody would fucking. I really hope somebody comes up and steps up in the next couple of years because I don't want her to be the greatest female to fucking shit. I d- I do think I do think her persona matches her attitude behind the scenes though. But I'm also an underdog. Like, like I don't like like. Oh, this is my dad. I'm like, I don't like fucking uh, nepotism at all. So. Yeah, I I don't know. I did. Like I feel like that's uh, this is the hotter storyline, but I think I I don't know if it's Bianca Belair or if it's me, but I don't I I'm just not connecting with Bianca Belair. I feel like I connected with her more when she was a heel in NXT. Yeah, me too. I think she she plays a heel better. I think last year I was more connected with her, and this year I'm just like, eh. I hope Becky mops the floor with you. Yeah, I I, I really think- wish they. I I don't like the hair gimmick. I don't think that that's. I mean, I, I get they they use it because she has it, but I felt like I it worked more because when she was a heel. Yeah, me too. I don't like the fact that it's basically fucking like it's basically a, a, almost like a fucking steel pipe in the it, ring. It, it, it. It's like Hulk Hogan when he used to wear have the weight belt in the ring. Yeah, the weight belt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the things that happened at the beginning of last week was Scott Hall passed away. Now. I cannot begin to tell you how many times as a child I walked 
down the hallway of my house with my arms out to the side. Doing a sky hall walk? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, bro. Hey, yo. I went yeah. through... My mom used to get so mad at me because I'd go through an entire box of toothpicks. <laughs> just carry them around yeah. in my mouth and then flicking them at everybody. Yep. I believe my mom still... When she moved, when they moved out of that house, my mom still found toothpicks on the floor. Oh, I believe it, dude. My mom found stuff, too. <laughs> the My dog would get them and be like... <laughs> And I, I, so I started watching WCW in like 90, 91, somewhere around there. And I remember Scott Hall being the diamond stud. And this dude, listen, this dude was jacked. He was huge. He was one of the bigger guys I, I'd ever seen to that point because Scott Hall, early 90s, was not, you know, Razor Ramon in like 96. Yeah. He, he kind of thinned out a little bit. Scott Hall was jacked yep. in the early 90s. I remember watching the Superstars episode where uh, Scott Hall comes out as Razor Ramon and attacks Randy Savage uh, when he's facing Ric Flair. I remember it as like it happened yesterday. And I'd always been like one of those guys. It didn't matter if you were a heel or baby face. If you were if you came out colorful and looked unique, I was behind you 100%. That's one of the reasons why I always loved Shawn Michaels from the jump when he turned on Marty Jannetty. He just came out, he looked different. And Razor Ramon was a different a different persona than I had seen to that point. And they and they realized it too cuz it wasn't too long after he debuted. I think he only had like a 5-6 month heel run then they turned him baby. Yeah. And then he you, he had one of the best matches one of the best matches I think I'd ever seen with him and him and Waltman one, two, three kid on raw where uh one, two, three kid gets that, that uh, surprise uh, roll up. Yeah. That surprise roll up. It was such a great match. Like I remember First. going, I going back and watching those raws and I'm like, man, this is so good. Scott Hall. And I feel like Scott Hall is like one of those guys that constantly gets talked about from like the guys the people in the business, but it's like a matter of fact, like it's just all, oh, yeah, Scott Hall is this great mind, but I think it's understated how intelligent this guy was when it came to professional wrestling. Yep. I, uh, my first thing I remember Scott Hall was the ladder match between him and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. And yeah, it was just, yep. It was gorgeous. Yeah. That was one of my favorite manias all around. Cause it was, that was the night that, uh, uh, Brett and Owen opened up the show, mm-hmm. and that was a that was a great match. Fucked up the rest of the night though because they went about ten minutes too long. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the that match was just the 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 ladder match. It was different. You know, I'd seen other match. I'd never seen a ladder match to that point, and it was one of those things like they're doing stuff that I'd never seen. Like the creative juices and is still making it make make sense uh which i think is what kind of what's lost in wrestling today is mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to use props like that and make it make sense a lot of the shit that happens today is it's cool it looks great but it doesn't make sense in the long run mm-hmm. and man scott hall was just one of those guys that i remember watching like i he, he I, there's not a moment from my childhood that I don't remember him without the Intercontinental title, you know. Yeah, 
that whole that whole two belt thing, like really, it was one of the best angles I remember seeing. And like, I it's one of those things I I still look back on and like like one of my favorite memories about professional wrestling is that angle. Yeah, I think that was cool a lot. Yeah, and then I remember I got to a point in '96 where I came, I flipped back and forth. Well, uh, Nitro used to come on at eight at that time, and I remember flipping back and forth between Nitro and Raw. And then all of a sudden, I see Razor Ramon come out on Nitro. I'm like, "Yep, Holy I remember watching shit. that live." I lose, I lost my mind. I was like, "What? what what's going on?" Because I didn't. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like nine years old. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know shit about what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I was about eight. So, yeah, it was fucking. It was great. That was a great time to be alive and great time to watch fucking wrestling. Oh, and I'm watching like old, like a lot of Nitro shit with Scott, and he's like putting over like uh hector garza with a roll-up like i you know for fact and i I love kevin nash but you know kevin nash isn't doing a job for hector garza nope nope like i i i man scott hall was like one of those guys and if i feel i feel i recently watched his um his wwe documentary again and that that whole shooting that happened in the early eighties, like he could have been like I, I'm thinking like if he would have not had his drug issues, we'd be talking about him in the same vein as like a Piper. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, and I think he's pretty close, but I don't. I think he would have had a lo- even longer career than Piper would have had at a at a at a peak level if he would have if he could would have been able to beat his demons. I mean, he he beat him, but he beat him he beat him a little too late. Yeah. I think that the damage is already done, but yeah, I just, yeah. Because if you watch, if you watch, I watched a couple of the Asylum uh, episodes of uh, TNA from back in the day when they first came on. He was one of the you know first main eventers they had. And man, this is right after, this is like a few months after the plane ride from hell. He looked like he was clear headed while he was getting in that ring, at least at that time. And he was trying him. Him and Jeff Jarrett put on some great matches. So he still had stuff shit in the tank. Then Scott Hall to me is one of those guys that, like, I wish I wish I would appreciated him more as a performer than I than I did at the time. Because now I'm going back and going, man, how good was this guy? Yeah, he uh, he was. He was he was a fucking damn good fucking the bad guy, just all day. The uh, I get I heard uh, I saw a tweet from his son. I guess his son had had not had gotten out, kind of gotten out away from wrestling over the last year or so, and I guess he's going to start taking bookings again. That's cool. So it, dude, dude, I think it's I think his son's bigger than he was. Like tall, he's taller than yeah. Him. I think so. Yeah. So man, I was really pulling for. Scott Hall was one of those things where I'm like, man, like you when st- shit like that happens to guys that you idolize when you were a kid, you start mm-hmm. questioning your own fucking mortality, and then it gets. When, when, when did we start getting old, bro? Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like, like I feel like it was yesterday that I was watching Razor Ramon. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, like hey, Chico. Uh, yeah. yeah, I used to do. I used to do the whole thing. Like I used to slick back my hair. 
And it's like, I used to have it wet constantly. Like as soon as I felt like it was drying out, I'd go back and wet it again and then just start wild. Like I'm, I'm dripping water throughout the entire house too. My mom's getting pissed off at me. <laughs> I also bought uh WWE 2K22 Saturday night. Have you played it yet? Yes. The, uh, well, I guess, I guess you, I can say it, it goes without saying the graphics are phenomenal in this game. The, I, uh, I'm the only thing I'm curious about is the GM mode. That's the one thing I really want to play. I have not gotten to that point yet. I've been trying dabbling with everything else, you know, trying to get, I've did, I've done the, my rise, uh, a lot better than 2k twenties, my rise or yeah. my, whatever they had in my, the, my career, whatever they had at that point. Um, the gameplay is definitely a lot better. I've had very, very little, you're, you're going to have glitches cause they haven't done, they haven't done any update. You're going to have glitches on the, on the initial release and stuff, yeah. but I have not had as nearly as many glitches as 2k 20 had. And some of those glitches have been like, you know, still doing the whole rope thing where the rope kind of gets all wonky when somebody falls against it, but that's not that big of a deal. And then I had one where the the steel chair kind of got impaled in the middle of the ring. But other than that, I can't complain about the about the gameplay. Um, the showcase, the Rey Mysterio showcase, probably the best showcase. I, I think you can argue the best showcase they've ever had. It goes through an entire... Um, and, and you get like, fuck... Seven, seven, seven different versions of Rey Mysterio or something. That's throughout cool, that you get the you get the uh, the Phantom Rey Mysterio from uh, Halloween Havoc '96. The fucking Eddie Matt. Oh, I watched that match the other day, dude. Dude, that is. I try. I got my. I got my son. My son does, is not into wrestling. But I sat and sit down and watch this match with me, and he's like, "How are they doing that?" One of the best matches I think I've ever seen in WCW. That was the best match on the card. Oh, definitely the best match on the card. Isn't it, isn't it the one that, that went over too long and they had to cut it off? So I think so. I think so. They yeah. went, fuck, they went like, because there ain't no way they were giving a cruiserweight match to open that mat, open that night up for 15 minutes. And I know I guarantee you that was probably like slotted for eight, nine minutes. Yeah, no, it was fucking phenomenal. It's so great. So great. Eddie, every anytime Eddie and Ray got together, it was pretty close to the best match on the card if it was not the best match on the card. I absolutely agree. I those those two are two guys that I thought like they anytime they were on a card, like I'm sold. I'm in it. Like I never got tired of watching those two. But yeah, it, yeah. all in yeah, all all in all the, the the showcase was awesome. Like I hope uh I hope they do more uh, in the DLCs with showcases because those, those showcases were that showcase was amazing. Um, if I had one real critique on it, I would say that they didn't, I feel like the, they didn't, they didn't give me any new moves from the last, from 2k that was different than 2k 20. Like it was the same, same moves from like the creation of the create, uh, the creator wrestler, uh, superstar was, is still great um a little little different little wonky i'd say that that kind of they could do better on that next time around um and then i i don't understand i don't understand how you have guys on that roster 
like Braun Strowman and Fandango and and then not have Adam Cole who just left in November. Oh, yeah, you've got Buddy Murphy on there too. Yeah. I don't I, I don't understand. Like Kyle O'Reilly only left like two weeks after Adam Cole did. <laughs> like I don't I don't understand how Adam Cole's not on that roster. Neither do I. But he, Braun Strowman has been gone for a fucking almost a year. He popped up back on the indie scene. You see that? Yeah. He's uh I don't know. I think I think eventually I think eventually he comes back to the WWE. I think he's gonna get the I think he's gonna do a Drew McIntyre. Yeah. Yeah I'm, Drew's Drew's stuck in a shitty shitty fucking angle for WrestleMania, so we'll see how that goes. Yep. Ch- champion last year, fucking doing six mans this year with fucking happy happy Corbin. I don't know, man. It's not looking it's not looking bright for uh for old, old uh the old Scott there. I mean look at uh look at what's his name? Otis. Fucking I love the blue collar solid they had going. Yeah, but I th- I feel I feel like they're I understand them kind of pivoting because I I do think you can only go so far with that character. Yeah, I do. I kind of I kind of like this guy more. I th- I do think he's like a he's probably he was probably never going to be like your top singles guy. No, but he's definitely he's definitely <laughs> him and him and Chad Gable. I I don't know if it's just because they're like really good friends in real life or what, but I love that tag team more than I liked Otis and Tucker. Yeah, maybe it's Steak just maybe it's wh- just me. Steaks and weights, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I like how uh, WWE has completely abandoned, like especially like, like the NXT storylines. Even 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 shit that they capped off when Vince took over NXT in like September. Like they continued to try to cap off till October. Like I don't hear anything about Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell being married. Yeah. You know, any, any shit like that. Like, I'm like, well, th- I mean, this just happened like six months ago and we're just, we're just we're pretending just like it's it. not. Yeah. <laughs> and then Dexter Loomis, Dexter Loomis, I thought was like one of those underrated characters on NXT. I just can't get behind him, bro. I don't know, man. He, I, cause I thought he had this, like, if he, if he shaved his head and grew a goatee, he'd be a spitting image of Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah, you would like spitting image, but I I don't know. I, like I feel like you could have did more. I think he could have been. They have a lot of guys. I feel like could be like really good mid card champions right now that are just I feel like are stuck. And NXT is one of them. I, I I don't know if they just need more time, but I can't. I don't, I'm not behind any of the characters in NXT like I was, you know, last summer. Maybe I just need more time watching that product with all the new characters that just came along. But I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm just like, man, uh, doesn't feel the same. I'm not saying the matches aren't great. It's just, it's not the, it's, it's the only person I can get behind is Braun Breaker. So everybody's reporting that he's going to be on the main roster, but it looks like the, uh, what are they calling that? The NXT thing they're doing? The afternoon of WrestleMania. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't remember what they're what they're calling it. But he's supposed to be 
facing Dolph for the NXT Championship. I think they're going to leave it on Dolph. You think? Yeah, I think I think he didn't. They didn't have anything for him on the main roster, and I think he's he's kind of the guy to jumpstart it again. Yeah, maybe maybe they put him and uh, old Bobby down there, which I I wouldn't be against. I think uh, man, I think they missed the boat on on Rude though. I would love to see like I, I I know they teased it a couple Survivor Series ago, but you an angle with Rude and Triple H would have just been. Fucking amazing, and I'm pissed that I'm I'm never going to be able to see that. That's kind of weird though to have a have that afternoon event though the afternoon of WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think they want it to like because I'm an old dude now. <laughs> yeah, so I have a like I can't like Saturday I went to the VFW with my my old my old high school buddy who's a Marine and we played poker and dude at like a ten thirty I was like. Mm-hmm. And and his wife was like, "Are you tired?" And I was like, "Yeah, man. I don't I don't stay up late anymore. And when I do, it's like to watch a movie or something with my kid. And it's just do that. I like I like Saturday. I like the Saturday schedule a lot. That's what yeah. I loved about AEW is a Saturday pay per view. I don't have to worry about. I mean, granted, I don't have to worry about getting up. I mean, unless they're in school, I have to worry about getting up at six. But like on a Sunday, dude, I can sleep in till about. My daughter lets me to eight thirty nine. Them also, that's yeah. That's I, after tired. WrestleMania, that's going to be if they when they when they start so sliding more into that Saturday pay per view schedule, that's going to be that's going to be a real bonus. I wish they would have fucking did it when I was a kid though. Wouldn't have had to right. Fucking, yeah, miss miss half the pay per view because my dad makes me go to bed. But, dude, I had to beg my mom, like especially <laughs> during the Monday Night Roars. I'd be like, Mom, can I please stay up to to ten o'clock and finish watching wrestling, please? Granted, I mean, I, like nine forty-five, I was fucking sawing logs. So yeah, but yeah, because because back then, man, we didn't have the money to afford pay-per-views. So yeah. I got all my highlights the next day. Uh, I think uh, through the so I, I won't, I'm not going to be able to watch WrestleMania uh, night one live. And I'm obviously not going to be able to watch the NXT afternoon show. That so that Sunday is going to be literally all day WWE binging wrestling all day. All yep. my, I don't know if you remember, but you remember when uh, WrestleMania 16 happened? They they called it. It was they called it WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, I remember was, that. If you, it was one of the few pay per views my dad would spend the money on to to buy. And if you bought that pay per view, you were able to watch wrestling all fucking day long they used to have they would show clips of like the best wrestlemania matches to that point and it was an all-day thing like you had video of like the fan access and it started like nine o'clock in the morning until the fucking wrestlemania started at eight o'clock at night and we were in front of that tv all day that's what that sunday is going to look like yeah that's going to be a marathon i'm gonna have to go i'm gonna have to be hydrated uh i might have to bring a couple bottles down to the basement yeah, it's gonna be a. I'm gonna go stock up on fucking like snacks and stuff for Saturday and Sunday. I, I told my wife we're leaving like from the hotel like first thing in the morning. I was supposed to go to El Paso with my motorcycle club, but fucking gas prices kind of screwed that up. So mm-hmm. I'm just chilling at home now. Yeah, I'm just. I just don't. I. I don't know what the raw doesn't have. I feel like the. It's it's hard for me to get behind the Ross shit. Like, I do I really want to see Stone Cold, and do I I kind of understand him not showing up until Mania, and I know AJ is going to be there, but he's only you know selling a selling a, 
a storyline with just Edge for three weeks is a real hard thing to do. Dude, fucking Beth hates the new Edge. I know. See her tweet? Yeah. I like the I, mean, I like the song though. I like his entrance. Yeah, his song's great. I think I think he needed a little little change up, you know. I like it. I hope this continues. I want to see him like heal up against everybody that he can. Because I think I th- I think he's just making his rounds. Like he just wants to perform with like the guys he's always wanted to perform with. Dude, I would love to see fucking Cena come back and them go at it just one more time. Oh yeah, the Cena says he's not done. I don't think he is. I think I think we'll get another. I think I really think they're gonna let him break Flair's record, especially since Flair's now not in good standing with WWE. So because of the plane ride from hell. Mm. See. I- did you you did you watch the plane ride from hell? I did. I watched it on Hulu. So like I did a lot. I went real in depth afterwards, and even like Rob Van Dam was kind of pissed. And Mike, I think Mike Kyoto came out and said they were kind of they kind of played with the editing, the post production and shit. Yeah, that's like what that. I, I did. I did a deep delve into it too, and yeah, that's that's what a lot of people said too. Uh, Kyoto said that uh, one of the things he said they would ask questions, and his but his answers in the when he watched it weren't congruent to the questions they were asking like they were just editing the answers to fit whatever they were asking with what they already you know what i mean like i don't know i have a hard time even dreamer said that though too yeah so i feel like those guys those guys were doing such a great job that i feel like this to kind of fit a narrative they were going for. I, I feel like going forward, they're going to have a real hard time because wrestlers are already pretty naturally untrustworthy or untrusting. Mm. And then you start, it, once the boys start feeling like they're getting dicked over, you're going to have a hard time getting getting talents to make yeah. content for you. Yeah. Hey, do you pay attention to any like the Briscoe stuff that's going on? I, I, I peruse it. I guess what, uh, what's going to happen on, uh, I saw a, I saw a thing where they're I guess they're gonna uh, face FTR. Yeah, but Tony doesn't want them in the promotion. Oh uh, yeah, because uh, because of the shit that they had they put out there on Twitter from like eight years ago. Yeah, I mean I get it, I do. You know, I mean, Here, here's my thing though. I do not have the same viewpoints I had. I, I do not have the same viewpoints now that I had eight years ago. Yeah, because you mature and you learn. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. And, and as, as, as society grows, you grow. Mm-hmm. As society changes, you change. That's how it is. I don't have a problem. It's the same thing with like the whole Hogan thing. Um, you have guys like Booker T and Devon who have come out and said that they love Hogan. That without without Hogan giving them insight in wrestling, they wouldn't be where they got. Yeah. And then you have the rest of the like the fan base and then some even some guys in the business uh like the new get new day. Now this pr- might have changed a little bit since then, but I know the new day, uh especially Big E was very vocal about Hogan coming back into the company. Um you know, things change to my look. I am a alcohol if aficionado. I I drink a lot of alcohol. If you get put into a situation where you feel comfortable, you'll say just about anything when you feel comfortable, especially if you're around, you know, group of people that you feel comfortable with, you know, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. It's, 
why why do we damn somebody for something they said eight years ago? Because that society's normal now. Yeah, I don't know. So, I don't. I don't agree with it. I don't. I feel like they would make great money. And, and, and what sucks is you. Vin, I don't. I don't think their style of wrestling is something Vince would ever go for at this point. Maybe twenty years ago he would have, but not now. Um. So we're likely never going to see the Briscoes in any mainstream wrestling promotion. Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, are they related to, to Jared? No, uh, Jared. No. No? no. Okay. I just, I just I saw him the other day because you know they're trying to face FTR and and uh, and I was like, Man, who the fuck are these guys? And I'd I actually th- Google. I do believe there's like an indie promotion that's putting on. That that match like WrestleMania yeah, weekend yeah, or something. Tony allows them. Tony allows them to go and and wrestle at other promotions as long as it doesn't look bad on the company. Yeah, I, f- I I don't know. I feel like if you if you really apologize and you mean it and you repent for those mistakes you made, they they seem like they seem like a, a guys that haven't really been negative when it comes to the business. Like I, there's not a whole lot of negativity that follows those guys. Um, I know a lot of people don't like their style, but other than that, no, no, there's no personal issues with any of those guys, really. So why not give them another chance, especially if they were on good behavior? There's fucking pedophiles and rapists that get more second chances than those guys. Hmm. Don't get me started on that fucking topic. <laughs> that's, a, that's another podcast with another, another fucking topic. Right? Yeah. yeah. All right, man. So for... Lucky, I am Josh. This was Sharpshooters and Stars. Adios. Adios.